Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? It's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Mundo, and you're listening to On The Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. How about that, Cody Rhodes? Back on the air in 2019. Uh, real quick, <clears throat> I got to tell you, I was, talking, I was talking Cody Rhodes' ear off before we, we got started or whatever, so I'll try to get everything done so I can get back to him. But for the people listening to us, yes, we are back. You're at On The Mat Radio. Don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com, check out all the latest information <clears throat> and everything that we have over there, as well as my lucky com. I was talking to Cody Rhodes before we, we went on the air, and I think – uh, if you go to MyLuckyGee.com right now, they got a lot of stuff over there. I don't want to say they have more than on the mat.com uh, or whatever because I don't want to get in trouble, but it seems like they have a lot more over there. So check out both of them uh, before we were talking, uh, before we went on the air. Hopefully they're going to pick up the pace and get some more stuff in there because wrestling season's right around the corner. So we'll have to check it out. But anyways, uh, first of all, before we get to talking about uh, who we have on today and, and how we got back on the air and everything like that. Uh, you know, Cody Rhodes, the producer, is in Arizona now. So, I, first of all, we used to talk every day. And I, I used to talk his ear off. I know he was like, damn, I hope I don't have to go to lunch with Favi today because he's going to talk my ear off. But now it's like <laughs> the it's like the exact opposite, right? Right, Cody Rhodes? Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, it's very it's crazy. Quiet. quiet. Yeah, but – um, and then Cody Rhodes has a different schedule now, so that's why we had to move the show yeah. to Thursdays, which really is not that bad. It, it was, you know, it worked out pretty well. So we talked for a while, and then when things, you know, happened, I mean, and we talked about it too. When you're Scotty Nelson, who was the, you know, the founder and the proprietor of On the Mat, when you're building hospitals and you know saving lives and, and helping people with cancer, I mean, that that does kind of take a front seat to you kinda, know, what we what we got so. going on over here, but. You know, I, I haven't even had a chance to talk to Cody about, you know, exactly what happened because, you know, he's in Arizona. I've got so much going on. But, you know. Because phone calls had, are so expensive these days. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm still on track phone, man. I'm on pay as you go. So sometimes oh, I don't want to call you and then my card's going to run out. But, oh, but oh. that last show, we had, you know, punk-ass uh, Dan Caldwell, one of the original um, – uh, owners from Tap Out and everything like that, who I've known for a long time, and he he doesn't do any no any interviews anymore or anything like that. But when I call him, said, hey, you know this is gonna be it or whatever, he, he you know he came on. So due due to somebody like him, Ed Sorres, who is the you know the the main man from Legacy Fighting Alliance, who's actually moved over to UFC Fight Pass now, and then the owner, you know Scotty himself. When so those two, Ed and uh, Punk S, were the main things, but then. Guys like Seth Burgett, um, you know, from, from the Abu Dhabis, and, and Pete the Greek, and, and uh, Gabe Rudiger, and Andy Wang, and all that. When they, when Scotty started seeing how much people were like, oh, dude, you know, that, that show is pretty good. You know, it kept it rolling. And then I got 
call from Gerson Chilipake from Shoot the Box now that's Fight Solutions, and it just really, really kept moving. And then Scotty was like, well, man, you know, maybe we got something here. Let's try to bring it back. And I'm like, well, let's do it. And he's like, well, what do we got to do? And I said, all we got to do is call Cody Rhodes, and he'll he'll take care of it. So, so uh, we, we worked it all out to get it back on the air, and, and it was truly – you know, Cody, since I haven't had a chance to talk to you, it was because of that. It wasn't nothing I did or, or anything like that. It was Scotty actually saw the uh, – what, what's the word I'm looking for, Cody? Demand? Is that the word I'm looking for? I guess so, yes. Uh, it might, might be the, a bit much. Um, <laughs> I'm saying demand because I, I don't I think they the demanded. Words, words too. Let's... Yeah, so – so I, you know, I really got to thank those guys. You know, when when, and then you know when we say, okay, well, we're going to get for because literally everything came about in less than a week, right? Cody Rhodes getting us back on the uh-huh. air. Yep, yeah, so that's it's like, for sure. I, yeah, I barely talked to Cody the other day, and he said, yeah, you know what, we're going to be ready to roll. We can do this Thursday if you want. I'm like, ah, oh. so it, it worked out. You know, Erin Muro, who's been wanting to uh, been wanting to get her on for a while because she goes to all the shows and uh, she was working with me when I was at the other studio. Yeah, yeah she's, she's going to come on. Everything. Yeah, so we got a lot to talk about with her. So I put her on, and then uh, Richard Ariola, who just won uh, his division at the Jiu-Jitsu uh, Championships and does a lot of uh, seminars for wrestling. They did a big one in Washington, I think it was, or whatever, and with wrestling season right around the corner, I wanted to get him on, as well as, you know, him training with Jiva Santana. So, you know, of course, I got him on. And then, you know, as soon as I am, uh, one of the loots, you see, Scotty's like, you can have those guys on, but just make sure you, you, you get those jujitsu guys in there. And so I was like, absolutely no problem. So I'm wrestling this Sunday, and him and I are actually teaming up. On this oh, wow. Show. He wants to come on and promote the show. I'm like, yeah, let, you know, we'll get him on. And then Sarah McMahon, who legitimizes the show. That's a legit UFC fighter who's, you know, really, you know, training that team alpha male and really making that comeback. When we get people like her on, that legitimizes the show. And there's certain people like her who I'll call her and I'll say, hey, you know, if you've got the time, we, you know, we'd love to have you on. And she's like, no problem. You know, just we'll, we'll come on. You know, so she's going to come on and talk about uh, her upcoming fight. And as you know, Cody Rhodes, when you when you can make a trip to Japan with a four week old, or I can't remember how old maybe was. Yeah, I remember. The, yeah. You, training and getting ready for a big UFC fight is nothing compared to that. Yeah. So yeah. we're definitely, you know, glad to have her on or whatever. So we're definitely going to, you know, get them on, talk talk to them, get some stuff coming up, and just get the ball rolling again. You know, it, it it's it just it's it just I, I'm kind of like, especially for me, it's hard to say I'm at a loss for words, but I kind of was because it was like, well, man, I, you know, I thought everybody's going to go, ah, you know, it's just another show. We got a, a bunch more to listen to, whatever. But when they call and talk to Scotty and say, hey, man, what happened? You know, that to me, that means a lot. So cool. So we're going to, we always say this too, Cody. I know I must tell you this a million times, but we're going to try to take it to another level. I was talking to Cody a little bit before we went on the air Yeah. about, about the live shows because we – you know, to get people, it's hard enough to get people just to call in or us to call them, you know, because people are training and they got stuff to do or, or they're fighting or whatever. But but the live shows is what kind of sets things apart. People like to feel like they're part of it, you know, or whatever. Uh-huh. So I'm going to try to do that uh, a lot more. But now with Cody being out in, in the Arizona area, you know, it's going to be a little because Cody, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> Cody did everything. He was, I, I bought wow. mics and. And don't even know how to set them up. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you do. So, 
Yes, yeah, so Coach, well, I could not as good as you because I don't know the little screws and thing to put the spit uh, <laughs> things on and stuff like that. I mean, I could do it, but uh, Cody's got the whole setup and everything, and it was just done, you know, and it worked out well. So we're going to try to work that out. Uh, Scotty was going, well, look, man, I can get you an intern, um, you know, to help you out once I get on the mat going again. But, I mean, he's been saying that for, what, two years now, Cody? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so who who knows how long Love that's going to take? But, but yeah. oh, hold, hold on a second, real quick. My wife just walked in. Hey, Uh-oh. I just wanted Uh-oh. to see my new mic stand. How do you? <laughs> see, she likes the mic stand because it's the oh, little mic nice. taped, taped on the stuff. I'm gonna take a picture of it, Cody, so I can send it to you. You're gonna you're gonna love it. But anyways. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about getting those. And, and as I talk to Scott, he goes, you know, you, you have the equipment to go to these jujitsu tournaments and go, go to these gyms and, and, you know, tape everything there and, and, you know, bring it back or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I said, but I just don't know how to send it to Cody. He goes, well, I'm pretty sure you could figure it out. So that's that's what when we say take it to another level, that's what he wants to do. He wants to um, – uh-huh. Do a little bit more of us actually, and it's pretty cool, you know. Like when we used to go to uh, to Anaconda Academy and stuff, you know. And, and you know, honestly, <clears throat> I've run across very few people who have been not welcoming. You know, when we went to yeah, to, I hear yeah, you. Anaconda always nice to us. You know, uh, uh, Chad George over at CMMA, uh, he all the time always say, yeah, come on down whenever you want to. You know, come on over or whatever. So that's that's the game plan. We're gonna try to set that up. So Cody will be our main man. You know, bringing us in and out and uh, putting everything on the website and starting to move it out and stuff like that. So that that's what we're gonna do. And then hopefully, uh, if I can get myself going, I'll be able to start doing more live stuff and get me some somebody to help set up the equipment. And because it, cause it does take a lot, right, Cody Woods? I mean, even when we go to Orchestra, yeah. You know, you you still have to set everything up and get everything just right and all that. So it, it does take quite a bit. So, you know, I'm going to need some help. That's a, that's the bottom line. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the lineup for today. I, I got a lot to talk about. Are, are you, have you been keeping up at all, um, Cody Rhodes, with any of the MMA world or anything like that? Or are you just busy working? Not, not a whole lot. I've been working my butt off. I've been working like 60 hour a week. So, so yeah, well, well, before we take a uh, commercial break, this, this is my thought, you know, uh, Working, getting up early every morning, uh, drawing a paycheck, uh, raising kids, paying rent and paying bills, to me, is all overrated. I don't, I don't know yeah. about you. What, what about you? Yeah, I am done with that too. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, this is, this is – and that's why we talk a lot about how these guys are able to open their jiu-jitsu schools and all that. I'm like, damn, I wish I could do something like that. And then Casey uh-huh. Halstead goes – he goes, well, Fabi, you got to be legit, man. I got to tell you, you got to, you got to be. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know. He goes, you can't do it. He goes, you can't. This is exactly what he said. You can't do that shit part time, okay? Uh-huh. So, 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 anyways, and Cody's does doesn't know this, but when he moved, because we both work in the medical field, and because we have to have a day job because this doesn't pay the bills. Just want to let you know that. And uh, yeah, right, right. when he when he moved. Arizona, the rumors just ran red. First of all, they said, "Oh, he's working at a veterinarian clinic and he's taking care of animals." I was like, "Oh, that's nice. You know, that's that's nice." He said, "I'm working at no vet." <laughs> and then it came out that you were working at a family planning clinic, and oh, like, yeah. he, has to, he has to be careful because they might blow the place up, and he has to go through the back door. And and I'm like, "Where the where do the, these people hear this stuff?" Uh-huh. I mean, just how, how do they even? How do they even come to get that rumor? Do you know, or is it just people talking? No, because I'm like I don't talk to anybody. 
Well, luckily, we can set the record straight. You're not working at the family planning clinic, vets. You're working legit nope. outpatient surgery center. Is that what it is now? Uh, actually, it's uh, assisted care. Oh, okay. Assisted living. Okay, perfect. Well, then that's good. Your jiu-jitsu moves can come in handy uh, working over there in case you got to take somebody down or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always comes in handy. Every once in a while. But anyways, I got to tell you, man, I'm 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 glad to be back on the air. Got a lot to talk about. Got Aaron Morrill coming up in just a few minutes and Richard Arriola at the bottom of the hour. And then at the uh, third segment, we got Guyam from Los Chivos. Got a big show coming up, Lucha Show coming up uh, this Sunday where him and I are actually going to team. And then at the top of the hour, at the 8 o'clock hour, Sarah McMahon, big fight coming up. She's been training. I mean, it, it, it's amazing to me for a woman who can have a baby and then boom, she's right back into it, training and everything like that. It, it, it's just, it's great. So, got them coming up. Cody takes to a quick break. I'll shoot Aaron a text, let her know that we're ready for her. We'll come back and we'll talk to Aaron Muro, everybody. <laughs> They that, do. That, they do tend to go up overnight I'm, around there. Dude, and and just packed. I mean, always a line, drive through, forget it. But anyways, for the people listening to us, you're here, you're at on the mat radio with Fabi Chulo and of course Cody Rhodes bringing us in and now back on the air. We've got a lot to talk about um since since we've been off. The main thing that I want to talk to Aaron Murro about is Nate Diaz because he had the big fight with uh, Jorge Masvidal. It ended in a cut. And the referee stopped it. I mean, the doctor stopped it, and that fool's been getting death threats. I'm like, what is what is wrong with these people? But ah, then again, the you know, people people put a lot of money on these fights. So when the referee stops it or the doctor stops it, it's like you know they they get a little upset. So um, I texted her and she didn't text me back. Hopefully she's by the phone and ready to go. So let let's give her a call and, and get her on air and get some of her thoughts because I know she's got something. She's got some thoughts on that. And it's just crazy. Gotcha. Hey, Fabi. Hey, Aaron, it's Fabiano. You're live on On The Met Radio. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it's, uh, sounding pretty. That Cody Rhodes is on it, man. I'm telling you. But real quick for the people <laughs> listening to here, you're back at On The Met Radio. Don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com. Check out all the latest information and everything on that website, as well as My Lucky Gee. Dot com. Make sure you check that out. They've been having some specials, like they'll have like one or two geese that are left in stock, and they'll blow them out. So I highly recommend that you, that you check that website out daily so you can get a gee. It just To me, now that we're back on the air, it is an honor to get choked out in the lucky gee when I go to some of these jujitsu places. But real quick, since it's been such a long time, Cody Rhodes, say hi to Aaron Mortal. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Hey, how's it going? It's been a while. It's, I know. It's, it's going pretty good. It, I don't know if uh, you know if you heard the first segment, but it, we talked about how we got back on the air. And I got to tell you, man, it, the jiu-jitsu MMA community or whatever really uh, came through 
for us. I, I thought, you know, we were just kind of going through the motions and doing stuff, but it, it did finally come through and we got back on the air, which I'm totally happy about. So Aaron's one of the people that I had wanted to been getting back on the air since then because there's just so much to talk about. So, you know, and, of course, I'm always, I, always, I always put a lot of people you know, book a lot of people because I never know if somebody's not going to answer or if somebody's going to forget in their training. So that's why I always am on a time crunch. But since I have Aaron on the phone right now, so much to talk about. But the first thing, well, I want to get your thoughts on. And I was talking to Cody Rhodes about this is when Nate Diaz fought Jorge Masvidal, okay? Uh-huh. Which, um, I mean, just between you and I, it, it, you know, Jorge Masvidal is just somebody not to mess with. That dude, I don't know what Nate was thinking, but that dude, he's a bad dude. But I give Nate a lot of respect because he's not one of the dudes that goes, I'm going to fight this guy because I know I can beat him. He's like, you know what, I'm going to go after the toughest guy. That's you. Let's do it. So real quick, give us give us your thoughts on, on that fight. You know, We'll move back a little bit because I thought Jorge Masvidal was just a little bit too much for Nate. What do you think? Oh yeah, he yeah. was definitely uh, he was definitely winning all all what, what did it end in the third round I think yes. yeah he was definitely winning all three rounds um, before the doctor stopped it and um, at first you know at first I I did think it might have been an early stoppage or I don't because you know Diaz he he has a lot of scar tissue on his face he tends to bleed a lot. Um, but after looking at his eye and, uh, it, 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 it was, it was a good stoppage and Jorge, I got to say was, I, I hate to say this about Diaz, but Jorge was piecing him up. He was on fire. He was on point and, um, he, his conditioning was good. Um, uh, you know, his, um, it, I mean, it, he, his, his boxing is phenomenal. He, he he's really uh he really shined and um uh yeah it it was kind of it was kind of a letdown because i think everybody wanted to see them go all five rounds right but honestly Diaz's face was about to fall off if you saw all those stitches even when they stopped for the fight, when you kind of looked at his face, you know, you know how Diaz is. He bleeds a lot, but you could see that it it, it was pretty bad on that right side. Yeah, and the, the thing is that this is my take on it. Yeah, I mean he did, but but you got to give. That's what I'm talking about. You got to give Nate Diaz credit. I mean. That's that's what I admire about him. He doesn't care if he wins or loses. He's just coming to fight, and he doesn't do. There's a. I don't want to use Henry Cejudo so much as an example, but I think he's he kind of like he's like, oh no, I'm gonna fight uh, Joseph Benavides, or I'm you know he kind of kind of is picking his fights now. To whereas Diesel, okay, this is the baddest MFR. That's what I want, and he fights him. And even though he lost. Got to give him the respect because he's lost to somebody who is on a roll right now. It just really now. The question I have for you is, he want he wanted a rematch. They were talking about that. Dana's like, I don't think so. Now, if you're in Jorge Masvidal's shoes, Nick Diaz wants to wants to fight him now. Now that's a money fight. People would they'll even pay for a rematch, but against Nick Diaz, that's that's a big time money fight. But you know, does he go after the big money fight or does he go after the belt? Because Kobe Covington and, you know, Usman are going to fight and he might get the winner of them. What do you think? Should he go for the belt or should he um, go for the big money fight? 
well, if he can get both, why not go for both? So if Nick actually does come back and actually does uh, does really want to fight Masvidal and they actually make that fight, yeah, you should take that fight because you're going to make money off of that fight. That's going to make so many pay-per-view numbers. I mean, they it, – It'll, it would be through the roof, I, especially the hardcore community would just go nuts, right? Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, take that fight, and then why not go for the belt after that? I mean, if you beat if, – if that happened and Masvidal beat two Diaz brothers, people would go nuts. Our minds would be blown. It would be like, okay, you, you have to go for the belt now. Yeah, but, you know, if, if Colby Covington beats Usman and then they set up Jorge Masvidal against him, I think that would do either the same amount of numbers or even more because people just want to see Colby Covington get his ass kicked. And Masvidal, yeah. to me, seems like the man that's going to be able to do it. I mean, that dude just does not mm-hmm. mess around. So so either way, I would say win-win situation uh, for him or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's – uh, Usman, the one that that Masvidal punched uh, after when he was doing an interview, or was that somebody else? No, it was um, it was uh, Edwards. It was Leon Edwards. <laughs> yeah, and he punched. Yeah. him. He said, hey, if you get to talk shit, you get the the two piece with the soda or something. Like that. <laughs> the so, three piece he, in a soda. Yeah, there's that good storyline. So actually, both of those fights. So if if they were to make the Covington. Uh, Covington Masvidal fight, or um, or even um, or even if Masvidal, you know, decided to fight Leon Edwards, there's two, there's good storylines to that. I mean, the fight week would still be really good. You'd have all these clips, and you know, UFC would be throwing that, uh, showing that uh, three piece in a soda all day long. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. And 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 it's hey well well. Props to Jorge Masvidal. I mean, he's got he's sitting in the driver's seat. You know, he he's going to be able to make that that move or whatever. Which you know, he is legit. He's like the Diaz brothers. He talks a lot of smack, but he backs it up. And he's you know he he doesn't walk away. He'll he'll walk right up to you and go for it. So that's what's been. I mean, to me, that's what's been the main thing that's been going on in the UFC. I, we talked about this before. I'm slowly. I was slowly uh, kind of not being a UFC fan, only for the fact that it was so nice when it was on Fox because you would get the prelims, you get to watch all the prelims, and then if you want to buy the pay-per-view, you could buy the pay-per-view, and it was great. But now you have to go get the app, and then you might have to go to ESPN+, Plus, or you might have to go to ESPN3, or you this comes on you. It's just a big mess, and they don't even show right. an after a show on ESPN or whatever. So to me, it's like, uh, you know, if i got to work to find this fight, I'm going to be upset. But for that one, for for that uh, Nate Diaz and Masvidal, I actually did it because that was something that I wanted to see. So it is there. I just wish it would be a little bit easier. Now, do you have the ESPN app or whatever for the UFC? Oh yeah, I, I subscribe to ESPN Plus. So, so, yeah, I have it. So tell is is it is do they show a lot more fights on there? Do you get a lot more? I mean, are you basically are you getting your money's worth? Yeah, I feel like I am. They have a lot of um they have a lot more documentaries on there that are that are uh um dedicated to ESPN plus platform. 
So, um, so there's a lot more, uh, a lot more you can watch, and they have their um, library on there too. And after the fight, you can go back and watch. You know, you can go back and watch the. I think it's like maybe the next week or something. They'll they'll post the the pay per view. Right. Something like that. But um, also, like, uh, there's a lot of fighters doing that. You know, they're giving them their own uh, documentaries to run. Like right now, Kat Zingano and Ronda Rousey are both, they both have, uh, they're, they're doing a series together on ESPN plus, which is really, really good. Um, and uh, so is Daniel Cormier. He's breaking down um, fighters in his, uh, in his documentary called detail. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's good, but then see now I'm torn because I don't know if I want to get that or if I want to get the uh, uh, UFC Fight Pass because LFA has just moved over to UFC Fight Pass and they're showing you know a lot of the Eddie Bravo Invitational and um, yeah. Is, yeah, is Invicta on there now too or is that its own separate entity? No, Invicta's on there. Yeah, Invicta's, Invicta's on Fight Pass. Yeah. See now, now I'm torn. I'm, I I might have to get that because see the, the and the reason I say this is because I pay a lot in cable. You know, on my because I have the the Latino package, so I can get the boxing and and I can get the the wrestling from Mexico and from Japan. So I already pay a lot as it is, and now I have to pay for this. And this. So I I'm. More than likely, I'm going to get the UFC Fight Pass because that covers a lot more of grappling and jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. And then if I'm going to go watch uh, UFC, I'm going to have to go over somebody's house or whatever and do like that. That's what I'm looking it's, at. Yeah. Right it, it's just being an MMA fan. It is. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it is. It sure is. Well, well, well let me tell you yeah. something, Aaron. I, I got to tell you, man, when, mm-hmm. when everything uh, came to fruition and, and they said, hey, man, let's put you back on the air. Let, let's, you know, let's do this and, and really work it out. Erin uh, was one of the first people that I definitely want to have on because she keeps up with so much of it. And, you know, she's a wealth of information and she's always been a good friend to the show. So we appreciate it. We look forward to, you know, uh, having you on every once in a while just so we can talk like this, just, you know, to, to talk a little bit about what's going on in, in the world of MMA. Um, I always sure. turn to, to Aaron for stuff like that because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say that we both kind of have the same type of feelings for this, but it, it's true. You know, we kind of everybody kind of thinks that, and it's good that we have it on here because, I mean, Diaz brothers, Masvidal, guys like that who fight, they don't give a shift uh, who it is or whatever. I'm going to fight, and those, that's what I like. The kind of fighters that I like to just go. I don't care if you win or lose. I mean, you, 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 when I worked for um, King of the Cage. Terry Trebilcock Jr., who was the the owner and the proprietor, he could he could care less if you win or lose. You come and put on a show, he's going to bring you back, and he's going to take care of you. And that that's the part that I like about um, uh, mixed martial arts. I don't kind of you know the business end. I know you got to do what you got to do, but that's what I like the most. And right. You, right. You pretty much feel the same way, right, Eric? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hey, I that's, wanted to mention something to you, Bobby. Uh, there's um. Uh, Quintet Ultra is coming up, and I don't know if I don't know if you heard about if you heard about it or not. But they're going to have. Uh, it looks like it's going to be in Vegas, but it's going to be on Fight Pass, and um, they've got uh, four teams. So there's Team UFC, Team Pride, Team Strike Force, and Team WEC. Yes, so I did we have, hear about that. Yeah, right? This is going to be, be so awesome. cool. I'm really excited about this. I thought maybe you would be 
uh, kind of excited about that. Well, that might be def- a reason for you to get five pass. <laughs> well, I, I've heard, you know, I heard about it, but we've been so busy trying to get back everything on. I would, oh, man, if it's in Vegas, I would love to go out there and say, oh, hold on real quick. Let me do a public service message real quick. Uh, Scotty Nelson, I know we just got back on the air, but we would really love to take on the Matt Radio over to the Quintet in Vegas. Just putting it out there, bro. Love you. Anyways, yeah, yes, man. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I'd like to check that out. So, see, another reason to get five pass, like you said, definitely. So, I think, you know, um, that's going to pretty much put me over the edge but anyways Aaron unfortunately run up against the clock I really appreciate sure. you coming on it's always a pleasure to have you on so Anytime. Um, yeah real quick for the people listening if you want to follow Aaron just put Aaron Muro in your little search engine um, she keeps everybody up to date with what's happening you know with all her uh, framed pictures that she's putting up or, or whatever she's always <laughs> keeping everybody up to date on that so uh, we look forward to, to having you on every once in a while Aaron just to just to pick your brain here and there okay yeah, it's good yeah. to good to talk to you, Bobby. All right, you got it. Aaron Moore, everybody. Make sure you follow her. Cody Rhodes, take us to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Aaron Moore, everybody. But for the people listeners back here at on the Matt Radio, got my man Cody Rhodes bringing us in and out. I'm going to be talking to Richard Ariola in just a minute. But you, you kind of get what I'm saying there, Cody Rhodes. There's so much, you know, to, to you got the fight pass and you got ESPN Plus and you just got all this stuff that that everything's on the app now. It, it's kind of hard to pick and choose. But if I have to choose, I think I'm going to go with that UFC fight pass because it's got a lot more on it. Now, you trialed it for a little while, right? Yeah, you can sign up for like a seven day trial, but and how was it? It was okay. I mean, I was trying to get. <laughs> the problem is, I I got busy and forgot to watch the fights that I wanted to watch. <laughs> well, well, stop wasting those eight hours sleeping and get on that that uh. I know, right? Uh, fight pass or whatever, but it just again, you know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna put the money out for it, you know, you gotta watch it, and you know, it, it there's a there's a purpose for it. You know, exactly. I, yeah, you know, keep up with it, and then I can talk about, you know, whatever they have, EBI or whatever. So uh, we're, we're going to start looking into that. So anyways, um, I shot Richard Ariola text. Hopefully, uh, usually people text me back, okay, but I haven't heard anything. So let's let's give him a buzz so we can get him on and talk uh, some jiu-jitsu. Hey, the man himself, Jiva Santana, it was his birthday. I'll talk a little bit about that as well as some uh, wrestling seminars with the uh, wrestling season theme. Just around the corner. It's it's the time of the year that I adore. He just texts me back, so hopefully he still has the phone. Shit, did I give you the right number? <laughs> I don't know. 
Don't tell me I'm up to my old ways again. Let me make sure I punch it in right. Holy shift. Hold on a second, Cody Rhodes. Let me see. Let me fo- okay, let me pull up Cody Rhodes. God dang, man. I'm about to fire my ass one of these. Uh, yeah. Hey, we, we really want to bring the show back, but we don't want you on it. We <laughs> don't know how to call me, people. Hold on a second. Let me shoot you this number and tell me if this is the one you have. God dang it. Freaking wasting time. Hope Scotty's not listening. All right, Cody, I'm shooting you the number now. Um, if you see it, let me know if that's the right number that I gave you. Because he just texted me while you were dialing, so maybe he was on the phone. Maybe. Yeah, that's the right number. So, um, want to try it one more time? Sure. Sure. Usually it's my fault, but this time it Possible we can shoot him the uh, call in number? Mm-hmm. You want the call in number? Um, hold on a second, let me get on his Hold on one second here. Okay, go ahead. Hit it. It's five six one four three five. No, sorry. Go ahead. Let me let me start over. Five six one. Okay. Four five three. Four five three. Six zero. Six zero. Nine six. Okay, I'm gonna shoot that number over to him. Okay. I don't know what the heck happened. Everything's everything's the right number. Five six one four five three six zero nine six. Correct. Uh-huh. Okay, great. So hopefully he'll get that and he'll just call um call that and that'll that's good cuz that'll test our um Okay. Okay, I sent that to him so well um hopefully he can he can get that in. I you know, I had a lot to you know, it's it's funny because when you're off for so long, because I'm watching the fights and I'm paying attention, but then when I go on uh, like the MMA websites and the info sites and stuff like that, there's so much stuff that I missed, you know, because I'm not paying attention like I used to when when I was on the radio or whatever. Uh-huh. So so now I see and I'm like, oh, dude, I know. Like another thing that that hasn't left Cody Rhodes that's been going on forever is these people with these extreme weight cuts. Um, oh, one guy ended up, ended up having a partial stroke and was paralyzed. Um, oh, uh, okay, he's, he says he's going to call the number now, so hopefully th- that'll come through. But um, I wanted to talk to, to him about that, and I want to talk to Sarah McMahon about that because it, it, it seems like it's an ongoing problem, that the California State Athletic Commission is the only one that I know of. If you're struggling and you can't make it, they'll make it go up a weight. They'll say, you know what, you're, you're depleted at this, and you're going to have to start fighting at this weight if you want to fight in California, which to me I think is a good, is a good move. I mean, w- would you agree, Cody Rhodes, better than, oh, than yeah, suffering, suffering paralysis, right? 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I that, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about, uh, especially with um, Sarah McMahon, because she's been, especially when you're a, a wrestler, coming from a wrestling background, you're doing that constantly. So nothing from Richard Ariola? Nothing. <laughs> Well, it couldn't go smooth, right? It had to be some sort of glitch. You couldn't just have a, a smooth show with our first show back on the air. You want to try? You want to try that number one more time? Maybe he'll pick it up. Sure. Okay. You you give him a try at that. I'll take a swig of eggnog latte, and uh, hopefully he'll be on, and we can talk to talk to somebody who really knows what they're talking about. All right. God darn it, I just called him. What the hell are you guys doing? You have reached the voicemail box of 714. Watch out. What the heck is going on here, Cody Rhodes? I don't know. 6035 Yes. Yeah. Hold on a second. Puta madre, wait. 561. Four three five six zero nine six. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He said nobody answered. I'm gonna say. Uh, okay. Calling you. Okay. I'll tell him. Calling you now. In one. Okay. Second there, Cody Rhodes. Give him a, give him a, but hopefully. Oh, no wonder. Oh, You've been giving me the wrong number. Did I? Yes. You got it now? Yes. Okay, give it a shot. What the hell did I give you the wrong number? <laughs> did you have to look back in your archives and find the right number? No. Huh? This is Richard. Hey, Richard, it's Fabiano. You're live on On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? I can I can hear you perfect. If, if, first of all, real quick for the people listeners, you're back here on on the mat radio. Uh, completely my fault. You know, we just got back on the air, Richard. We we've been off for a while, and and the jujitsu community and everything helped out and got us back on the air. Couldn't you know go smooth for me. I had to do one screw up, and unfortunately, it was for Richard. But real quick. For the people listening to here on On The Mat Radio, got Richard Arriola on. Richard, I, I got to tell you, man, since we've been back on the air, there's been so much going on, you know, that I haven't I haven't been keeping up like I should because I didn't have my radio show anymore. But, you know, first of all, it was Jiva's uh, birthday, right, not too long ago. Uh, did you get to celebrate with him, or did you just kind of give him a happy birthday and, and move on because you're so busy? Oh, yeah, you know, I, I because uh, because I'm over here running the Anaheim location, um, I yeah. just had to uh, – I had to call my professor and just tell him happy birthday. So I shot him a text, actually. But um, it's funny, too, because on the same day, Ajiba's birthday is on the same day as my little brother's birthday, Jason, who's one of our head coaches here at uh, at Anaheim. So, uh, it's, yeah, so I had to celebrate two birthdays. Huh? Yeah, he um, – it's it's funny because when I when I was working for another company and we did a show in a studio, he was like one of the first guests that we had on, and I've always had him on and talked to him, but we had him in person, and and I call that dude the smooth operator, 
because that dude is just <laughs> like a, what it, uh, what's the word like a I don't I don't want to say cerebral cerebral assassin, but he's just you know he's just calm and he's cool and you talk to him and, and you know and and we start talking to him like man, to me that's the kind of guys that you. Uh, uh, strive to be. He doesn't come. He's not arrogant. He's not talking about how great he is or whatever. He just, you know, <laughs> he's just talking to you, and that's it. And I'm like, man, this guy is just like the epitome of a smooth operator, you know. So, uh, it, it good, you know, it's it's good to to learn from that guy because he's really uh, not that some people aren't, but you could tell, man, that man is passionate about the sport of jujitsu. So, that, so that's great, man. Happy birthday to to him. But you know, yourself, like you said, you know, you got so much going on. You just finished the. Um, it was the Jiu-Jitsu Worlds, which was actually right out here in Long Beach, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the SJJIF Worlds. Uh, it's a different organization, but yes, it's a really tough tournament. It gets tougher every year, and uh, I won that tournament since white belt. So to do it all the way from you know from blue to purple to brown is a is a big accomplishment for me. Yeah, and that was in both divisions, right? Yeah, I did both gi and no gi, so that's uh, ten overall. So ten overall SJJF World Championships. Well, let, let me tell you something. Just you know, to come up like that in both the gi and non gi division, you 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 have my total respect for that because we talked Thank about you, it before when we when we had you on. For me, I can I can hold my own with no gi, but god dang it, man, you put that gi on me, I get choked out by an eight year old. It's just something, <laughs> you know. So when I see people that that do that i'm like you know that to me that's an accomplishment you know um because that's that's really showing the true you know uh the true athlete because not only in the gi but outside the gi you know doing really well like that it's to me it's just awesome now i saw that the the final match that you had in the no gi and to me now real quick i'm just going to get your thoughts on this uh you know, it seems like a lot of people in the no-gi now are just, like, dropping down into guard right away. Not not so much butt scooting, but they drop down and they want to put you in their guard and, and you know, maybe go for a leg lock or whatever. But you just kept working. Yeah. You just kept going, trying to pass that guard. And kept, and he even he even got your back uh, for a quick uh, quick minute, and you just didn't panic or whatever, just kept working, you know, got out of it. And it seemed to me like that's where that Jiva Santana influence came in. Stayed calm, didn't panic, you know, ended up uh, getting out of it and just kept working and did really well. So real quick for the people listeners on the mat, take us through that, that final match or whatever. Does that happen a lot? I mean, now with the, you know, the Eddie Bravo styles and stuff like that, a lot of people are just kind of dropping down into guard and trying to get that leg lock or whatever. Take us through that match real quick. Yeah, yeah. So the guy, my opponent was uh, trying to pull a leg lock. He was trying to pull Ashigarami, and uh, he's just trying to go for these. You know, it's basically like a leg entry. But um, the one thing Professor always uh, trains us is to prepare for those types of scenarios. Leg lockers, guys that like to enter into the Ashigarami, which is the leg entry, or if they do like what is called Imanari rolls, where they go inverted on their back and try to catch your leg. Um, you know, I just tried to control the distance and right off the bat not sit on my uh, on my knees because otherwise that sets up a lot of leg locks. A lot of butterflies are, I'm sorry, uh, should I say, a lot of leg locks are set up to the butterfly position. So once I get them on their back and try and control their ankles, then I feel like I'm in a much better position where I can pass the guard and I can just control the distance where they're not getting leg lock entries on me. Yeah, but it was, it was a good... Um, uh way of showing that you got to be in shape. I mean, because you kept moving, you didn't get tired, you just kept, you know, it just shows that you got to have the stamina and, and whatever because you just kept moving. You know, you just kept going and, and, and attacking and keeping him kind of like on his on his toes. Yeah, he was trying to get that leg lock, but you were still on top uh, controlling the ankles, trying to move so you could pass that guard and maybe get cross-side mm-hmm. or whatever. I thought, I thought it 
it was great. I, I mean, I really do not oh. because you're on the show or whatever, but it really showed because uh, that seems to be the um, the norm now. Guys are are kind of doing that. You just kind of show that you got to keep going. And it's funny because we talk a lot about that on the show. Before guys used just to go to jujitsu t- tournaments and compete, but nowadays you can't do that. You gotta you know you gotta work on your cardio and your strength and stuff like that. And that kind of showed it right there. So. Yeah, that's all wrestling. That's all wrestling, brother, yeah. (laughs) I was just going to say that that has a lot to do with it. But, you know, when you're wrestling and and you're um, training and working, wrestling, like we talk a lot about here, you you have to be ready for everything because when you go to these tournaments for wrestling, you don't know who your opponent's going to be or whatever. You have to be ready for everything. So that's what I was going to say. That has a lot to do with it, right? Yes, yes, because uh, my well, my brother uh, Jason Ariola, he plays a huge role in that for my for me. He helps me train my wrestling. He's a he's the head coach here for our uh, our wrestling organization called ABW Ariola Brothers Wrestling in Anaheim, and um, a lot of, he runs a lot of good solid fundamental uh, classes. But not just that, but when it comes to my wrestling training, um, we tailor it specifically to the type of opponents we're fighting, uh, the conditioning, the preparation. Uh, it's a lot of push and pull. It's a lot of high intensity. But at the same time, it's like. You know, we, we train exactly what we're made for, which is, you know, it's a five-minute match. You have to train a little longer than that. Maybe, uh, you know, train yourself for a six-minute, a seven-minute match, so that way you're able to, you know, easily breeze through the five minutes. So, yeah, as long as you train beyond your time limits of the match, then you're going to be prepared for that standard time limit. Absolutely. And is that pretty much what you – because you, you did a, a wrestling seminar not too long ago in Washington, right? That's right. Me and my brother, uh, Jason, we traveled over to Forge Combat Academy in Camas, Washington, which is uh, ran by uh, UFC heavyweight Chris De La Rocha. Um, we, we had the honor and the privilege of going down there and sharing our takedown system uh, with the, uh, the students out there in uh, Camas, Washington. It was a great showing. A lot of people came. We appreciate the support. Um, we showed them our, our basic fundamental system, and this is a system we've had in long in place for a while. Like anything, my brother and I just perfect it and continue to evolve and make it better. But most of all, make it uh, beginner-friendly and learning-friendly because we realize there's a lot of people out there that would like to learn and train more about wrestling, but it's hard because they go to a lot of gyms, a lot of college places, and they get run out of the room, you know, because they're training with high-level wrestlers, and nobody wants to get beat up. You want to go, and you want to learn, and you want to get better. That's yeah. why my brother and I created our system to be able to cater to everyone. Beginner wrestling, wrestling for everyone. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, because I coached for six years high school, and that that's what, you know, you could kind of see the kids that are a little intimidated, and those are pretty much the ones that I gravitate to, you know. And they would get intimidated by these, these seniors that were just, you know, big and muscular. And I'm like, man, if, if you know what you're doing or whatever, he's not going to intimidate you. You know, let's work. And to me, I, I'm, and I'm sure you feel this way too, I got so much out of that seeing somebody develop, you know, and do really well. So, when, now wrestling season right around the corner. Do you do you have a program yeah. that the kids can go to now? You know, uh, as wrestling season approaches. Absolutely, I'm glad you asked that question. Yes, we do. We do have uh, at ABW. We do have our wrestling uh, season program training sessions. Um, we have a, actually a lot of high school students come to us in the local Orange County area. We have Orange High School. We have Kennedy High School. They're all here. And uh, what happens is a lot of students that train. They go to their standard practices, but they need additional training time. And we have our classes every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. and then Friday at 5 and Saturday at 10. So, yes, we cater to all the uh, the uh, high school athletes to help them stay fresh, stay warm, keep their weight down, and at the same time uh, keep that muscle memory and repetitions going as they prepare for the upcoming season. Because drilling is very important in wrestling. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. Because when I was coaching over there, the football team had the weight room. So there's, oh, you can't come in today because you got to do this. And it was all. So it's good that the kids have a place to go to, to you know, to train. When it, Once the season gets going, then, yeah, we can have all this. But in between, they, they need a place to go. And like you said, keeps them sharp, keeps everything going, you know, and, and, and all that, that. So I think that that's great. But real quick, for the people listening to us, you're here. You're at On the Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. Got my man, uh, <laughs> Sorry about that, Cody. Cody Rhodes bringing us in uh-huh. now. And on the line with us right now is Richard Arriola talking a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the jiu-jitsu tournaments and wrestling and how it helps, you know, with, with their it, – it, to me, Richard, and, and people are probably tired of me saying this or whatever, but uh, to me, that, that wrestling background, just the, just the grind and always working and not knowing who yes. your opponent is, and it, to, to me, that's yes. why – People with the wrestling background do so well because they're just so used to it, and 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 nothing comes so much as a surprise to them or whatever. You know what I mean? You, you kind of get yes. that same feeling. Yeah. Yes, so, yes, I do. When I'm in competition, yes. So for yourself, yes. um, now I know you you've competed in EBI before, and I saw on your on your uh, Facebook and stuff. You said, well, you know, I came a little bit short, but that's just going to make me train e- even harder and work more. So so what's the future hold for yourself? Uh, well, well, first off, I think it was, uh, it was my, it was, uh, I didn't recently compete in EBI. That was actually my teammate, Richard Red Alagran. We just have to say the name, but people compete for my third run. But, uh, yeah, well, well, yeah, well, next, what's next for me is, uh, the IBJJF Nogi World Championship. That's on December, the second week of December. That's hosted here in Anaheim. I'm super excited to get back out there and, uh, hopefully win another title for, uh, another organization. And uh, if I do this, then this will be my number, my, my third one, my third one for IBJJF. So I'm pretty excited. I've been working hard. And I'm doing my wrestling, and um, I'm here with my brother. We're in Anaheim, and we're putting it work. We're getting ready. Yeah, you know, and and um, that that's what you know. You talk about somebody who practices what they preach. That's Richard. And then it it's good because you know you uh, a lot of people just uh, train jujitsu, and then when I was training, they were saying like, well, you know, this is where you see. Uh, how well you're doing, you know, you keep going to another level, you do well here, you keep going, it doesn't just stop, you're constantly learning, yes. and you're constantly improving, and this is where it shows, you know, or whatever, so that's that's the epitome of what we're talking about with Richard Wall. Hey, I got to tell you, man, when we finally got back on the air and everything, I said, well, I got to get Richard uh, on the show, of course, because not only with the jiu-jitsu, <laughs> but he's got that same mindset, you know, when you're in, you know, in that wrestling uh genre or whatever it's called, you know, nothing comes as a surprise to you. You just keep pushing. You keep working. Uh, Dan Gable, uh, it's funny because I go to a lot of seminars and stuff like that. This is back in the day. Uh, I went to Jeff Munson, went to Randy Couture, but when I was watching one by Dan Gable and they were talking to him, they were asking him, well, do you get mad when, when some of your wrestlers lose? And he says, you know, I don't care if you win or lose. I just want that opponent to walk off the mat and say, I never want to wrestle that guy again. And I thought, man, that's, exactly that's, right. that's what I'm talking about. Win or lose, if that guy walks off that bed and says, I don't want no part of that dude anymore, that's what I'm talking about. So that's what that's we have to exactly what I'm about. Yeah. Well, hey, I got to tell you, man, I, I, for one, appreciate you, what you do, you know, especially you. for kids who, who need help with that wrestling. Because I've seen the Millican uh, wrestling rice coach just – go to, for lack of a better term, hell in a handbasket. They they stopped giving them the buses to take the kids, and we were, you know, uh, uh, shuffling them in and out, you know, and they cut this program and all that, you know, it, so it, 
it really, really put a bad taste in my mouth. But when I have see people like Richard who are striving to make sure they get what they need, that's what it's all about. So that's why I have Richard Thank on, you. and we appreciate it. All right, my man? Amen. Thank we wish you all the best you. of luck in the world. For the people listeners, uh, put Richard Ariola in your little uh, Facebook search engine or whatever. He keeps everybody up to date on there. Then you know when he's competing um, out there in Anaheim for the big one that's coming up. And we'll definitely put it on all our social media because uh, we appreciate it. All right, my friend? Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me, Fabio. As always, man, it's just an honor and a pleasure, man. By the way, hey, Cody, are you there, brother? I'm still here. Yes. Hey, Cody, I just want to say you are crushing it out of AEW. I love watching you keep doing your thing. I know you're going to get that title. I'm rooting for you. Hey, thank you. He, he is thank the man much. out there. So, hey, a million thank yous, Richard, for coming on. We'll talk to you soon and definitely going to go check you out when you compete next uh, the next time out there in Anaheim. All right, my friend? All right, take care. All right, you got it. Cody, take us to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Richard Adiola, everybody. Thank you. Richard Adeola, I'm telling you, man, that guy is just a, a, a bundle of energy and got passion like like you wouldn't believe. Go ahead and give Kayam a call so we can get him on. Um, real, t- real quick, we'll talk some Lucha Libre. Uh, I would like to go check him out when, when Richard's out there um, competing in Anaheim because that man just – you know, is the epitome of what I'm talking about, man. It's the passion and, you know, working with guys like Jeeva Senten is awesome. So definitely want to check him out. I shot him a, a text of getting ready to call him, so hopefully he picks up. No more no more mishaps like I got on that last one. Hey, Kayam, it's Fabiano. You're live on On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Yes, my brother. How are hey, you doing? I, I'm doing good. Real quick for the people listeners, we're here on On The Mat Radio. And, of course, it's been quite some time, but still with me, even though he's in Arizona right now. Cody Rhodes, say hi to um, Kayam. How are you, my friend? Hey, Cody, you really... Great to hear your voice again, my brother. I've been you following you on the Facebook, and you look like you're doing a heck of a show out there. We have one hell of a show this Sunday, my brother. Uh, I wish you were here. Yeah, I wish you know, I was too. Well, I, he's, you know, uh, Kayam's not too aware of what happened because they were a big part of On the Mat Radio. Whenever we had a big uh, uh, live broadcast at, like, the Orchateria or Nutrishop or whatever, the Chivos were always a big part of it. Um, they were always coming down, you know, and uh, the kids would come because they'd see them in the mascaras and, you know, want to talk to them. That helped us out a lot. So when we went off the air... Always a a pleasure. Yeah, we got cut off. I thought, man, you know, uh, uh, but since you, you know, you don't really know what's happening, we were off for a while, but with the the jiu-jitsu community and the wrestling and everything, was so uh, adamant, Scotty Nelson, the the, uh, owner and the proprietor and the founder of On The Mat, said, hey, man, let's get you guys back on the air. We got to do what we got to do. So here we are. So, of course, I had to have Guy on because even... Even though him and I have gone back and forth, I mean, believe me, we've gone back and forth a lot. Yes, I still sir, have, we always have. Had, have always had respect for both of them because they've been in the business so long or whatever. But we're actually going to team this Sunday. 
That's uh, right, my brother. Real quick for the people listening on on the mat, can you talk a little bit about uh, you and I teaming together and who we're going to wrestle this Sunday at the Lucha Libre Alliance uh, show? Yeah, this Sunday, twenty November twenty fourth, Florence and Maine at six o'clock. Uh, uh, the great Fabi Chulo, Fabiano, and Okham are going to match. Are going to team up again. We're leaving our differences aside for for that night. Uh, I I respect you very 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 much, sir. And we've been through hell and back, but I know that this Sunday we could we can work as a team because we're going against some tough guys, man. These guys are heavyweights. I'm talking about yeah. Malice and uh, I say, ¿Cómo se llama? Um, Infernal. Poder, poder Infernal. Yes. Poder Infernal. These guys are two tough guys. Poder Infernal, two heavyweights. And and these guys have been working, uh, been taking up for the past year or so, and uh, and so they they're out to get us. But right. I know that you and I, if we work as a team, Bobby, I know we've had our differences, but I respect you as as a wrestler, and I know I you feel the same for me. Well, <laughs> so we just yeah. get get it, keep it, it, working on the same page. If we're on the same page, we're gonna kick some butt. And that's gonna that's gonna be a, a big win for us because these guys are made guys. Yeah, and before I lost my mind, and when, when Guyama and I teamed up, man, we had Vito Fortelli going. I mean, we we gave him some chops and some slams and hit him oh, with yeah, that yeah, elbow, yeah. and Guyama was like, "God dang, that elbow got part of me!" So we we were working. So this is for real quick for the people. This is what happened. After everything that went down, you know, Guyam said, "Look, man, you know, you, you say you're you're you know injury free now. Your hip is all better, and you want to come back, and you want to do this." He said, "Well, now you're going to have to prove it. Okay, this is who we're yes, going sir. against. If you if you're serious, and this is what you want to do, and this is what you're talking about, I'll team with you. Let's see let's see what you could do against these two guys. So it's, there's no free rides." You know, he said you're gonna have no, to sir, or whatever, and if you go, you know, you're gonna be out of here. So it's all gonna come this Sunday. It's at the Lucha Libre Alliance show. Uh, uh, it's at 132 East Florence Avenue. So make sure at you get there early because the last few shows have been yeah, the last few shows have been pretty packed. So you want to make sure you get there early so you can get yourself a good seat and stuff like that and see Absolutely. the damage that we're gonna do. Now, not only that, I mean, you guys have been, you know, expanding. You've been working for. Um, Lucha Pro, you know, you've been doing a lot of other stuff now. You know, with all that being said, you know, we're not as young as we used to be. Do you still, are, 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 well, somebody like That's you is sure. able to, to, to pick and choose what shows that you want, but you're still going, man. Do you ever do you ever turn down a show? I never turn down a show, my brother. That's what keeps me going. I mean, I was born for this, and I'm going to yeah. give, it, give it my all. Give it my all. This is what I do. This is what it's all about. And then yeah. with my brother uh, uh, by my side, I mean, the Chivos are here to stay, and we have a yeah, lot more a lot. To, to give to the business, and we love our fans, and they know that when we go up there in the ring, it's 100%. And they, they'll never be cheated. When they see that when the Chivos are on the car, they're going to see uh, a guy is going to give his heart and soul to the business night after night. Yeah, and and for the people listening to us, I'm tell, I work hard for my money. And if I go see a show, I want to make sure that it's going to be a good show. And I have yet to be disappointed with any of these shows. Now, what's happening is Warhawks had that belt for a while. But Black Metal, yes, 
uh, for to me, and I don't want to say came out of nowhere because he's been around for a while, but he took a little bit of time off and came back. And to me, it seems like he took the time off to improve. He's in better shape. First of all, he's yes, a big dude, six six five, six six, something yes. like that. Uh, just between us, I think Warhog's in trouble, man. You know, it, it's it's one of his biggest challenges yet. Uh, uh, Black Metal took that time off to trim down just a bit. Yeah. To work real hard in the conditioning. And the guy is meaner than ever, man. And uh, so uh, he, he didn't get that, that, that title shot as a free ride. He had a battle against Vito Fratelli and Flecha Fugaz in a three-way last time. Yeah. And he came yeah. up on top of that match. So that, that tells you right there that this guy is in tip-top shape. And, yes, I agree with you. Warhog should be very concerned. This guy is the real deal. And uh, I think this is his toughest defense yet. And so yes, that's, that's I, the big main for Lucha Libre Alliance heavyweight title. I, I would agree with that. That's good. That, that alone is a test, not only for Warhog, but for, for uh, Black Metal uh, also. Because Absolutely, he, yeah. Well, he, the, Warhog is a great champ, and he doesn't, he doesn't duck anybody, and he's proving it this time yeah. around again. Exactly, and that'll legitimize him, you know, if he takes care of him. Now, that's one of the titles that that's on uh, on the line. But the, for, for real quick, for the people uh, listening to us, can you explain uh, baby powder to us? I, I try I tried to explain what an exotico is, but for the people listeners, can you explain that for us real quick? Yeah, well, he's a flamboyant guy. He's a flamboyant <laughs> but, guy. But he can go. <laughs> Excuse me. Absolutely, this guy. He's been around. He's 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 uh, he's humongous over in Salinas. They love him over there. Yeah. And he's yeah. working all up and down the uh, the coast. And um and this guy his 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 challenger because he's a the California uh, cruiserweight champ. And uh, this guy Imperio Junior was his partner at one time. They were yes. inseparable. And um but you know you know how that goes sometimes up oh, in the ring, yeah. things uh, happen you know you 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 run it, you, you 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 lock horns yeah. and so things got really bad and we had a match this past sunday there in florence and maine for lucha pro and boy they just they just went at it and uh um, yeah. they just went at it and so this sunday they're going for the title and uh uh baby powder has a lot of follow, followers and they're right behind him and they they're supporting him, so that's going to be one hell of a match. Uh, they, they're both exactly the same weight, same same height, and uh, and these guys are uh, are very skilled wrestlers, lucha style. And like I tell you, the guy's flamboyant. The guy's the guy's uh, a little different. Let's put it that way. Yes. Uh, and, but and the fans just love it. Yeah. Oh, he can go, man. He can, go, he man. can, he can go with anybody. In fact, he went. Uh, a, a few months ago, uh, it, it was a uh, three against three, and uh, Black Metal got him, and <laughs> wow, but he didn't step back. He's, yeah. he's half the size of Black Metal, and he just was right there in his face, and he just went at it. This guy can go, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, for the people listeners, don't forget, you got to come down and check it out. It's this Sunday. Uh, doors open at five, and first match is at six, right? That's absolutely right. It's at 132 East Florence Avenue. It's the Lucha Libre Arena, famous arena. All the shows, the good Lucha Libre shows come out of there, so you definitely want to come down and check that out. Make sure, um, is there a website or, or a, a social media that they can go to if they want to check out a little bit about the show? Just go to com and that will you, 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 and then that number, 
the, the number is area code 562-896-3954. One more time. Uh, area code 562-896-3954. For reservations and everything, just give a call and we'll, we'll accommodate you guys. But yeah, let me definitely. tell you one more thing, Bobby. Go for it. The, the, the other championship is uh, two guys that are very experienced, and it's a vacant title. It's for the uh, Cruiserweight Lucha Libre Alliance title, and that's uh, Jaguar de Oro versus Maligno. These oh, guys, right. uh, again, to, to get to that to that point, they had to beat some really tough guys, and now they're, they're, they're going for a vacant title, and that, that, that one's up in the air, man. I, I really don't yeah. know. I worked out with both. In fact, right now I, I'm coming back from the gym, and I was with Maligno in there. Man, that guy is so driven right now. He's just so focused. Oh man, he man, well, you did, anything. you're gonna get your money's worth. That's three titles oh, on the line. Three one-hell of matches. Yeah, as uh, well the, as the uh, opener is uh, the opener is uh, California uh, with some of his his, his boys. It's California and Super uh, Gabacho versus. Uh, I mean, it's California and Commando one. Versus uh, Aguila, Aguila Azul, and uh, and um, Aguila Roja, I'm sorry, and Super Cavacho. That's the opener. Oh man. These guys could be the main event anywhere, and that's the opener. And man, then that it's our match and then the three titles. Yeah, it's man. Get that, man. It's get when that. you want to talk about hot. a stacked card, that that's a stacked card. Three titles on the line at that. Yes, I'm telling you, you got to go down and check it out. You're definitely going to get your money's worth, and we definitely look forward to it. I will see you, Guy M. Sunday. Please tell your All right, uh, my brother. brother Enigma. I look forward to seeing him. Regardless of what happens, that man saved my life. I owe him. So please yeah. tell him. I said hi, Absolutely. and we look forward. We look forward to seeing everybody this Sunday at the Lucha Libre Live. This so Sunday, we'll make sure we'll make sure we put it up on our social media too, so that everybody can check Thank it out. Thank you so much. All right, I am. Hey, good to talk to All you. Right, I will brother. see you Sunday, and I hope to see everybody there this Sunday. Cody, take us to a quick break. We'll be right back at this. I am from Los Chivos, everybody. Come All right, power, Fabiano, you're live on On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great. Oh, it's beautiful. 
beautiful. For the people listening to us, you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio with your host, Fabi Chulo. And, of course, I got my man, Cody Rhodes, bringing us in and out. And on the line with us right now is Sarah McMahon. But real quick, before we get to her, don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com. Check out all the latest information and um, I think Rafael Lovato Jr. has some some stuff up there since he's you know doing so well. And you can also go to myluckygee.com. Make sure you check out those geese. But I got to tell you, sir, it's been a whirlwind uh, uh, show because Cody and I just got back on the air. We were off for a while, but like I've been saying through the whole show, I was just amazed at how the jiu-jitsu community and the grappling and the the wrestling community got together and said, hey, you know, we kind of need this show back on because this is where we promote our stuff and all that. So I was really happy, but I said, hey, if I can get Sarah McMahon on, that's people like her are what legitimizes the show. We get Sarah McMahon mm. on. I, my boss, uh, uh, Scotty Nelson, listens to it. He's a happy man. So that's why we have people <laughs> like you on. So so before we get into talking about your fight and everything like that, we just, I mean, I'm pretty sure I can speak for Cody Rose. We really appreciate it. Definitely. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So I got to tell you, it, I, I, I kind of get a lot of slack. Everybody's like, oh, you're so high on Sarah McMahon. What, what is so great about her? And all the, and I go, you know what? This, this is the God's honest truth. Uh, I'm, I'm always partial to wrestling. I mean, I've always been because I, I did it. I coached it and everything. And, and to me, and I was talking to Richard Ariola about this, uh, uh, when you're a wrestler, and, and you're just used to that grind, and you're constantly, you know, constantly training, and you have to be in shape. And when you go to a tournament, you're wrestling. You don't know who your opponent's going to be, and you have to be ready. To me, that that kind of uh, makes you who you are, you know. And and it just transitions over into MMA. So that's why I'm always high on Sarah McMahon, and I always like to get her on and everything like that. And Cody and I were talking before we went on the air. Regardless of what you're accomplishing, even if you win the UFC belt. Or whatever I said, there is no more accomplishment that Sarah Man can, McMahon can have than having a child and traveling to Japan on a twelve-hour flight after just having that that child. I mean, that you alone know, has to be the biggest accomplishment ever. Yeah, I was I was so nervous about that flight too, and he slept like he slept really really well. On the way there was like a dream child. On the way back, he slept nine and a half hours straight. I was like wow. shocked. My, all my kids, like b- both of them, they travel so well. Like people get off the plane, they're like, I don't even know there was a kid on the plane. So. Yeah, you must have, you must have done something well in this life because usually kids are fidgety or whatever. But to sleep in hours is just just a godsend. But um, you know, after it, it just you know having a child, and it seems like you didn't miss a beat. You know, you went right back to training and you kept you know you kept your timing and everything like that. Now. Uh, training the alpha male, um, they say iron sharpens iron, so I'm sure you know you get good looks at different people, and you're constantly training. So then you did the, the quintet, which kind of kept you kept you going. So now you got the big fight coming up against uh, is it's uh, Lyndon Landsberg, right? Yeah. And that's coming up at UFC in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's going to be January 25th. Uh, it's going to be, um, I believe, it's going to be on ESPN Plus, if I'm not mistaken. So you want to check that out now. Tell us a little bit about how that uh, all that came about. Do you you know do you call and say, hey, look, man, I'm in shape, I'm ready to go, or do they call you and say, hey, look, we're looking for an opponent for this person, or how does that all work out? Uh, it's the first one. Um, I've always been more of a bugger. I like ask them for fights. I wish I could fight every three months if that were possible, but um, I told them I was like, okay, I'm ready. Can you like months ago I told them I'd be ready around this time. 
And they're like, well, we have things booked already, so we'll be looking in January. And once I heard that there was a card in Raleigh, or, yeah, Raleigh, I was like, I need to be on that card. Closer to where I went to high school and where I started wrestling. It's closer to where I lived for close to 11 years. So um, strong fan base where I began MMA, and I wanted to go back on the East Coast and fight. Yeah, but, you know, for you, it, it's, you know, you're always training. You're always in the gym or, you know, always there. So it seems to me like if the, if you get the call or whatever, it's not like, I'm not trying to say you don't have to do too much, but you're so, you know, ready. You're always training. So do you, have you actually started your training camp now or do you, or, uh, because you're always in shape, but do you just continue yeah. on or uh, how's that work? So, so, um, really what I do is I hone in the strengths and weaknesses of my opponent and we, hit certain combinations or hit certain things in the practice room as it gets closer to the fight. Um, Obviously, you know, the fight, um, the opponent can get hurt, can get switched up. So you have to be adaptable. And that's where I really think that the tournament wrestling that you were talking about before really helps the wrestler. Like we're used to, okay, well, that person got beat out and they were supposed to win. Well, now you're wrestling someone different. Let's go. Um, So really what we, what I've been trying with alpha male what we've been focusing on is making me a better fighter. Um, I, I'm good when I'm executing stuff, but I just made errors. And the coach is there. There's a lot of black belts. There's a hot, lot of high-level strikers, strikers and, like, uh, world-class, you know, Muay Thai champ strikers. And um, they're, they'll just be on me about all the little details. Start being me. Because you said, uh-huh. uh, I, I think I read somewhere, it might have been on your Facebook or whatever, you said, you know, it, it kind of sucked that I had to leave the people that I've been training with for a while. But, you know, training at, at, at Team Alpha Male, you, like you said, you know, you get a lot of different looks and a lot of people who are just as driven uh, as you are or whatever. Does that, because does that, we, we talk about that a lot here on the show, especially with the young and upcoming fighters. You know, a lot of people, because when I worked for King of the Cage, I was on the Midwest and, and, this one kid just really killing everybody, but they brought somebody from out here in California, and the dude just he choked them out like in less than a minute and a half. So I'm like, well, would it behoove you to move to someplace where like like you know uh, New Mexico or you know California or whatever to continue your training because you're really that serious, or does it really so not matter? I think it depends, it, it, um, and the reason why I stuck with the camp in South Carolina for so long as it was a really unique, good situation for me. Um, And I left because more of like ownership changed and there was some shady stuff going on, but not because of my training partners and definitely not because of my coaches on that. Like we're still on great terms and they still corner me and I still love the people who train out there. But so that was, I had a group full of smaller guys and my coach was a smaller guy, and he was really, really good, and he always did MMA. I had other people that really looked out for me and took care of me, and some pretty high-level people, other people that were in the UFC also. So for me, that was a good situation. But if I were in that same gym and I were above 170, it just wouldn't have been as good of a gym. So I ran into the opposite problem when I was looking for places to train. I found a lot of great gyms with great coaches, but the guys there, like, they competed at 155, so they walked around at, like, 185. And, I mean, no matter how controlled somebody is, you either will get hurt at some point with them going well with you, 
or they're going to go so light. It's just not going to be realistic. Like you need people your size. So when I came to Alpha Male, um, they had, you know, a decent amount of girls here and they had a lot of high level guys that were smaller. They have some bigger guys, but the, the guys who were getting the title fights, the guys who were, you know, hall of famer in the UFC, they're all, you know, 135, 145. And so, they, I move like them. I can emulate them. You know, I'm, I, I'm closer in, uh, like, physical stature. You know, so if it's somebody who's really big and they're using weight or they're using more power than I have, like those moves just aren't going to be as applicable to me. But all the stuff here, they feel like, oh, these are just real natural moves. And especially having a wrestling base, like, they they blend the wrestling into the MMA better than any place I've ever been. Yeah, and, and it makes sense. It, it makes sense for somebody like you who's, who's you know, who's really up there. But um, it's just we get so much of that. You know, well, I gotta. They think, well, I gotta go over here and I got over here to get better or whatever. But like you said, it was a, it was a, uh, for lack of a better term, like a calculated move. But um, you know, having a family and stuff like that. Did that? Did that? You know, because you had your daughter back then. Did that have anything to do with it either? That you might have wanted to stay, or, or it doesn't matter. You're focused, and this is where you need to go. Uh, no, I, I knew that if I want to succeed in MMA, I had to make the switch. I just, once I wasn't at that gym or wasn't able to come at that gym, I, I, I had to find a really good gym. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to look as close as possible, but there just wasn't any little guy close as possible gyms. And like, so I'm going to go to the best place I can find. And so I, I really like, um, but I couldn't move out of the country with my daughter because I had custody. Um, so, I, I mean, I just had trained there before, and I really liked it. But I think Alpha Male was a little bit better fit for the reasons that I stated, too. Like, there's more little guys here. I do like training under um, Faraz Zahabi. I think he's an excellent coach, too. Um, so that, I already had an established, like, good relationship there, too. But... I think that um, it was between it was really down to here and um, New York City, and then there was a small gym in Iowa that was close to where Bella's dad was. That I had a relationship with some of the people there, and just seeing which one was going to be the best. Yeah, because for us, a hobby that's uh, uh, Canada, right? Montreal. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, so you went out there for a little while just to train. Well, I had been out there uh, throughout the years. What I would do when I was still training in South Carolina was I'd I'd, uh, fly up to um, Marcello's, and I'd train there, and then I would drive the rest of the way up to Montreal. It's about six hours north, and I'd train there. Yeah, Yeah, that's serious dedication. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I loved it. And I was so dead. It was like two weeks, but I was like in heaven, like, I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, see, that's that's what I'm talking about. You know, Cody Rhodes, the people don't see the the what it takes. They just see the finished product. They don't see, you know, you've got to drive for six hours. Well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go over here because I want to, you know, check this out or whatever, or train with this person. You know, it, it it does take a lot. So, real quick for the people listeners, you're here you're on the mat radio with Fabi Chulo and of course Cody Rhodes, and we're talking to Sarah McMahon. Big fight coming up. Uh, she's gonna be fighting uh, Linda Lambert. At UFC in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's on January 25th. Make sure you check it out. Um, it's going to be on ESPN. I don't know if it's going to be on Plus or whatever. As it gets closer, then you'll be able to check it out. Now, a couple things. I just 
I hate because I'm, I'm limited. It's my fault because I, I book a lot of people because I'm afraid somebody's not going to answer, they're not going to show up, and then I, I end up cutting myself on time. But there's a couple things I wanted to, to run by you real quick because Cody and I have been off so long, I've been getting all these emails and stuff like that. Now, one of the things that was huge was, of course, when Jorge Masvidal fought Nate Diaz, and, and they stopped it because of a cut. Now, this doctor who has stopped it has been getting death threats, and stuff like that, but I mean, it's it's got to be fighter safety first. Now, the question I have for you is, which has come up on the show before, if if somebody if they get they get cut like that and they're really uh, hurt and it looks like you know uh, you know like the trainer thinks, well maybe we, I want to throw in this towel and just live to fight another day. So you personally, this is just to you, if you're fighting and you still feel like you can go you know, or whatever, and, and the corner throws in the towel and comes in and says, hey, look, I just didn't want you to take any more punishment. I just want to, um, I just want you to live to fight another day or whatever. We can get a rematch or whatever. Would you personally, would you be highly upset or would you say, hey, look, you know, my, my trainer did it or whatever. Just just give us your thoughts on that because that's come up a lot here. Percent stand by my coach's decision. Yeah. Fighters are the way that we are because – it doesn't matter how badly we are getting our shit beat. Like, I'm sorry, I guess, but we're going to want to stay out there, you know, because otherwise you don't do this. You, you quit long before you ever make it to the cage. So that's the thing that's instilled in us. And you need people on the outside to be sensible, to make unbiased decisions. And if my coach ever did that, I know he knows how tough I am. I know he knows what I can withstand. And if he's throwing in the towel, then that's, I would stand behind him. It would hurt. It would suck to be like, man, but I would feel bad. I would feel more upset with myself, but I let it get to the point where he had to make that call, where he had to come in and pull me out of it. Um, but also you look at the things that have happened in boxing and people passing away. And I don't, I don't want that for anybody. You know, if I don't, Nate Diaz does not want permanent nerve damage in his face. I don't care what he says. You know, I'm like, that's a serious thing. There's a reason why that they there's different points above the eyes and above the lips where it's a really dangerous thing and cause permanent damage. So we all know that, you know, and here's another thing I want to say on that is if he really, if that, if he didn't want that cut to get opened up more and more, and that's what happened. It started out as a, as a cut that was not nice. He did not keep his hands up cut. It kept getting wider and wider. And so that is on him. If he kept that hand up and kept it protected, he might have been able to go five rounds. Like, you know, he he might not have. It got deeper. So, and you, I saw him rubbing his eye when Masvidal had him on the cage and he was attacking him. If you're thinking about that and you're rubbing your eye, you know, like you're not able to see as well. That's why you're rubbing your eye. So, I think that the, those they're there for a reason. Yeah, and when you saw it afterwards, I mean, he he must have had at least 15, 16 stitches just over the eye alone because those elbows will cut you up and do damage, and then even on the bottom, you know. So because um, Cody and I have worked uh, for, with ophthalmologists for, for years before he moved out there to Arizona, and, you know, when you see stuff like that, like broken eye sockets or detached retinas and stuff like that, that's nothing to mess around with. I mean, that that's really serious stuff, but you guys are fighters, and you're in there, and your adrenaline's going, you go, no, I can keep going, you know, I don't want to stop or whatever, so it it, it does, you know, to me, 
somebody like that that's like, hey, man, I just, I, I just want you to, you know, to fight another day or whatever. But, you know, that's why we have Sarah on here because it makes sense or whatever. But I, I, I got to tell you, man, it's it, being off and coming back, there's so much that went on while we were off. You know, it's just it's good to have Sarah on here so she we can get her perspective from somebody who's a legit, uh, you know, fighter and, and can tell us. But anyway, Sarah, uh, unfortunately, it's my fault. I'm running up against the clock. We could probably talk to Sarah forever, but. For the people who just don't forget, big fight coming up. Um, it's going to be at the UFC in Raleigh. It's on January 25th. Make sure you um, uh, keep up to date and everything. Now, I know you have the like page on Facebook. Do you have any other social media where the people can follow you so they can, you know, check out what's going on and stuff like that? Yeah, I um, I have a fan page on Facebook, and I have the um, Instagram page, and but I don't really ever do anything with Twitter, but... Yeah. People want to go there, they can. Yeah, because I follow I follow the that page, and a lot of the information is on there. So if you just put Sarah McMahon in your little search engine, it'll come up, and you can follow her on there. She keeps she keeps everybody up to date, not only with just the fighting and stuff like that, but like you know taking her daughter to gymnastics and doing the flips and and all that stuff. And it, it's really <laughs> yeah. cool. so, so make sure sure you follow. Her. So hey, we wish you the best of luck for sure in your upcoming fight. I don't worry so much about Sarah because she's so driven and she's a wrestler and she's constantly training and all that so it's like I know she's going to do well or whatever and that's why we have her on because we get that perspective from somebody who just doesn't stop grinds it out every day I appreciate it yeah we here at at on the mat appreciate and we appreciate you coming on especially when I call last minute like that so we really do appreciate it so with all that being said best of luck to you for sure Um, Sarah we look forward to seeing that fight on the 25th of January uh, you know, for the people listening to us, make sure you check her out on her social media. She keeps everybody up to date on there. So good luck to you, Sarah. A million thank yous for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great night, guys. Okay, you got it. Cody Rhodes, take us to a break. We'll be we'll be back to wrap it up in about two minutes. Thanksgiving. Um, okay. So yes, I will be working. Um, okay. So we'll be celebrating. Yeah, we'll keep everybody up to date on the social media. Let you know um, when we'll be back. Just to get this show going and get everything moving again, you know, it means a lot, man. I appreciate Cody Rhodes and everything that he does. Don't forget, uh, Christmas is right around the corner. Check out Ink and Beard Designs. They'll make you some stuff that's just uh, amazing. I follow. Uh, Shanti and see all those little cups and things that she makes and I don't know how she does it but you definitely got to check out uh, Ink and Beard Designs. Cody, I'll be in touch with you so hopefully the week after next or whatever uh, we'll be able to come on we'll keep everybody posted so just keep an eye out for us. Alright my friend? Alright, sounds good my friend. Appreciate all you do man, I'll talk to you soon get us the heck out of here and we'll see everybody out there real soon. See ya. Uh 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.